Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast, we're talking to a man who's building himself a new life all around barbecue. Hey family, hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. Today is a really exciting episode for more than just one reason. First of all, we do have Cam from Cam's Q and Cam's Q Culinary Bits, but we're going to talk more to him a bit later on. This is also our first crack at doing a live recorded podcast, so if you're in the Smoking Hot Confessions community right now, you can see us coming through loud and clear. We got five thumbs up and I can see there's at least seven people watching already in the first less than a minute, so that's pretty awesome. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Um, And the first announcement that I need to let you know is that as we are doing this live, we are also adding a new feature to our delivery. So a lot of platforms will only limit me to a one-hour episode delivery. But what we're doing is because we've now got the... um, the ability to run Q and A's live here through the uh, through the live recording, we're going to go over if if we need to to get those Q and A's answered. And what I've done is I've opened up a Patreon account. So if you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a way that um, that uh, viewers and listeners can support podcasts. And for a small monthly subscription, it's five bucks a month. You'll be able to get the whole unedited version of the podcasts. So you'll get all my little mistakes, all my little flubs, and you'll also get all the different Q&As as well. So um, if you're watching us live, do stick around for the whole broadcast. You will get to see the whole thing. If you want to see the whole thing after that, head on over to patreon.com slash smokinghotconfessions. Check that out. Hit up. It's, it's a $5 a month subscription and you'll be able to get access to the entire thing. Now, the first thing I need to tell you is that we have our podcast partner Heatbeads to thank for bringing us this episode today. So if you're in the market for some good charcoal, uh, fantastic quality charcoal chimneys, um, I just had to bin the very first Heatbeads charcoal chimney I bought. I bought that 12 years ago and it lived outside the entire time and finally after 12 years of abuse it finally gave up. So if that's not a testament, I don't know what is. So uh, big thanks to them for coming on board and working with us today. The next is, if you're just at the beginning of your barbecue journey, if you're just getting into low and slow, head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com. We have our Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue available for you over there. It's a free mini ebook. It's going to pop up in a window as you're traveling around the website. Put your details in there and we'll shoot it straight out to your inbox for you. The next is do come over and join us at Facebook at the Smoking Hot Confessions community, the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community, I'm sorry. So... Already, I know that there's loads of you that are already in the group because I can see that you're part of this video here today. So if you're watching this uh, rerun later, make sure you head on over. So next time we go live, which is going to be two more times today, you can join us for that. That's a pretty cool place to be. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, do give us a thumbs up, a subscribe and hit that little notification bell. If you're watching on Facebook, give us a like, a share, leave a little comment if you like. Do make sure you follow us as well. And if you're watching on Instagram, it's a little love heart and a follow, so you get notified each time we upload a new IGTV video. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take two minutes out of your time, give us a five-star rating and review. It's really helpful for us, and it's super important. Um, Okay, so back to Cam. Cam, um, I'm sure most of us in the barbecue scene here in Australia know him. He's got a hell of a story. We're going to find out a bit more about that later on. Uh, He's a chef by profession. He's had one hell of an accident, 
and he's building himself a new life centered all around barbecue. And uh, he's really holding nothing back. He's really going for it. So it's going to be great to, uh, to hear that story from him. But I think that's probably about all the introduction I need to do today. So let's get Cam in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Cam, how are you, buddy? Welcome to the confessional. G'day, Benny. How are you, mate? Thanks for having me on board. It's uh, really exciting to speak to you today. And yeah, mate, it's got me uh, really excited, actually. So thanks. Mate, thank you for joining us. And I can see that you're, uh, you're hard at it today. You've got the, uh, the Mexican tractor out the back there. Um, I, I don't know why I said Mexican. It's because I looked at the comments and someone wrote something from Mexico and I, my brain put the two things together. I got to not look at the comments for, until it's, later uh, on. <laughs> oh, look, mate, I, I can't take the credit for the work today. I'll, it's, it's Sam's, Sam's, Sam's property. It's, it's, he's, uh, he's been seeding paddocks, mate. So I'll just turn up and take photos and like using the beef that they produce and, and learn a lot from him. So I can't really say that it's, it's my work, but yeah, I, I do help when I can, mate. Yeah, so good fun, though. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and it, I do hope that that's an air-conditioned cab there as well because it is mighty hot in, here in Queensland today. <laughs> it is, mate. It is aircon. Yeah, yeah, you got to have it, as you know, up here. Um, I'm actually under a nice shady tree, oh, 20-odd acres, 30 acres from the main gate. I didn't go right down the back just because of the, you know, the service issues. We've had a bit of cloud. There's been a couple of showers of rain. It's bloody humid uh so i found a bit of a shady tree mate and um this is where i am so the aircon will be in the ute actually i've got my little tripod on the back of the ute mate i've got a good little setup like this i could do this a bit more often i think <laughs> mate it it could end up a regular deal you never know <laughs> yeah so you never know you, so you mentioned the uh the beef on the farm there tell me what was the last thing that you barbecued uh t-bone actually from from the Clark Raising family. So bit of a bit of a short story, I guess, if you want to hear a little bit about it. So they're fourth generation. Uh, this is one of their grazing hay properties here uh, east of Townsville, and uh, they've got another one a few k's up the road. So 1,100 acres here at the moment where we are. Uh, then they've got their main breeding station in the Gulf, obviously, and there's 30-odd, 35,000 acres. So beef here is something quite easily accessible, and I'll tell you what, mate, it's, absolutely fantastic i haven't shared my photos with their products yet i've i did the ham because obviously up up at the station they've got their own uh their own pigs and that you know a lot of their own product they're very isolated up there so mate yeah these guys have really shown me a thing or two about you know the, the traditional australian beef and, and and what it's all about so yeah it's pretty cool man yeah very nice so that it it, it was like a farm-grown flesh fresh slaughtered uh, t-bone yeah, it was from their last last trip up. So every every trip up, they obviously load up, and there's oh, mate, I think there's four deep freezers in this property here, and they're all full. Wow. So <laughs> and there's <laughs> there's red claw, there's uh, there's the pigs, there's oh, mate, there's briskets, there's rib bones, there's yeah, you name it, they're they're in there. So it's it's been awesome, mate. Just to you know, just to have it so from a different perspective when they butcher their own and, and do their own product for themselves. It's just incredible, mate. The flavor and, and it just, yeah, it, you got to try it. You know, it's, it's really something special. So. Now, did you just mention red claw? Yes. There's red claw in the freezer here from their dams up at, up at the Gulf. So up, up the Gregory way, I believe. So, yeah. 
I might have to well, work to you off air. <laughs> we can do that. Well, I haven't cooked them yet, though. I, no, I, I was just going to say that I'll have to have a word to you off air so that I can uh, get you to bring me back a, uh, an, an esky full of that red claw so I can do a big uh, Louisiana-style boil-up out the backyard here. Or I can work something out for you, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll sort that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, your your profile picture of your Cam's Q um, uh, profile on, on on Facebook is a whole bunch of different barbecues there. You've got a whole bunch of different Webbers. Uh, there's an offset there as well. Um, what's your favourite barbecue? I'd have to say it's definitely the kettle. Like That's what I was introduced to, uh, to use and that I found. That's actually what got me into it. Um, I, I really, you know, I, obviously the offset thing has, has come recently and I saw definitely the kettle, Ben. I think, you know, at this stage, I, to be honest, I, I don't have a, sorry, there's a couple of flies getting around at the moment. I don't have a gas barbecue. I do have a baby queue that hides under my, 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 uh, uh, my barbecue benches at, at the, at the house we're, we're staying at, at, at North Brisbane, but, um, I haven't used it in months and I'd hate to see what state it's in. <laughs> Probably years actually. It'd be over a year, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Mate, there'd be all sorts of creatures living in under there. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely um, the kettle, Ben. I'm really happy with the kettle. It's a very versatile piece of kit, you know. It's, it's when you get to use it. And in my case, I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time, you know, researching and discovering a good way, or not good, but just, just different ways of utilising what they can do. So, I, yeah, really enjoy the kettles, mate. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very versatile. You can do all sorts of different stuff on them. What is your, your favourite way to use the kettle? Oh, I'm a big rotisserie fan lately. It's not only is it lazy, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I must admit I do get a bit lazy. And only the fact that I try and avoid heat, you know, I try and stay away from hot situations and I'm getting better with that. Uh, but yeah, rotisserie is probably the, the biggest thing I'm, I'm trying to discover and just experiment more with because of the the fact that it's it's just very versatile and the flavour is absolutely, you know, Unbelievable. So, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely rotisserie, mate, I'd say, for sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, all righty, so now tell me about chef life. How did you become a chef? Uh, through my, my younger days, I played football. So went to a school, uh, through uh, school on the north side, uh, suburbs of Brisbane, and um, played AFL. Uh, started in Auskick. Well, that was an Auskick back then. Uh, there was a program that I started in under sevens with the Aspley Hornets and my sister worked uh, in the premises as well behind the bar and then reception. And then she's 10 years older than me. And it just went from there. I kept playing footy and then I it went from after, you know, a weekend thing to, to the barbecues and the, and the things after the games. And then my sister worked in the restaurant and sometimes I'd stay around and go home with her. And then I started as a dish pig in the facility which is absolutely cool at the time because I was getting a bit of pocket money and uh that's pretty much where it started yeah the dish pig the serving tables and and you know setting up plates doing prep it's that's where it all it all kicked off mate so I was about um probably about 14 I reckon when I sort of started helping out just in the background of the kitchen not obviously paid at that young but um yeah definitely helping out so been around for a while it's been a part of me that's for sure yeah, and so was was barbecue a part of that, or is barbecue something you came to after you became a chef? 
I think barbecue's always been a part of it. Um, we grew up on acreage, so not a big property <laughs> such as this, a very small one, in fact. Um, yeah, a few acres. And we had an old brick barbecue and, and, you know, we'd always go camping and my parents had a boat. So we spent a lot of time on the water and also on the beach. And, um, yeah, they sort of brought the camp style oven cooking thing into it a lot when we were away. And then at home we had a, an old school best of brick, you know, house and dad had a best of brick barbecue built into it with a hot plate and it all sort of started from there. So it's always sort of been around, but not to this extent where I sort of thought, well, this is really cool. You know, it's um, definitely you know, something that uh, I didn't see myself doing, say, 21 years ago when I'd finished my apprenticeship, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, so let's let's talk about the accident then. Tell us about what happened to you. Uh, so about the accident, well, that's, you know, it, when it's, it's a bit of a long story. I'll try and condense it down the best I can. My uh, new partner in crime, or not fiancé yet, I, I say she is, but, Oh, yet. Day that might happen. yet, there we go. There's a scoop. There's a scoop. <laughs> She's listening, but I've got the headphones and she can't hear you, so it's all good, mate. Oh, right okay. Um, <laughs> so so uh, her father actually is from this area up here. He's been in this area 42 years, and he's a bushman. You know, he's a real genuine sort of guy. And unfortunately, we lost him in June, and the year before, we, uh, we went up to his property, which actually backs onto the one I'm on now. And um, we, we re, well, not year before, maybe two years ago, we rebuilt his kitchen for him because he's a bushy. And let's just say that oxy leads don't really, in my eyes, aren't a really suitable sort of thing to attach a gas stove to gas bottles. And, you know, he had running water out of the wall and a lot of things needed to be finished for the old fella. You know, he had a really nice home, but the rest of it was just a little bit, he just sort of got away from him too much. So we built him a kitchen and in that process we had a big cleaner and um, there happened to be a Weber kettle that was in the back shed covered in absolute chook, you name it, dust, dirt, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, mate, he said it'd probably been there 20, 20, 22, 23 years at least since he last used it. And uh, it, the girls actually threw it in the skip bin and I salvaged it. <laughs> so that's where my little charcoal thing started with my interest in mm, I've seen some of this around but hang on this might be an opportunity here I better not let this one go and that's that's where I grabbed it I took it home long story short once again and uh, I did it did spend a bit of, bit of time doing her up and um, used to annoy Rusty back then Rusty was a very strong person in my eyes that I looked to because as soon as I got this kettle I've researched every single possible barbecue group I could find that would give me some sort of indication as to how the hell do I use it. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, but the rest is pretty much history. I, I did it up and, mate, she was a good unit. It was a H code. Uh, it was a black one. And um, I did that little little puppy up. And unfortunately, yeah, a couple of months, so it would be a good year and a half after, after, the, uh, after I'd had it. And I was actually getting really confident with what I was doing. Uh, the the roast pork started to come very very you know almost every Saturday or something I had roast porks with the baskets loaded and I had a whole heap of old charcoal that come with it so I didn't even know what it was at the time I just kept using it and then I'd buy some and then didn't know what I was buying and 
it's uh yeah, so I had it had to load it up one Saturday, had a few beers. Oh, sorry, it was a sad day. Yeah, had a couple of beers down the pub with some mates there early on in the day and with my partner because we were looking at another house to, to move into and went home, loaded her up and had the pork all keen and probably had it a little bit too hot. <laughs> um, you know, I did have an ink bird by then. I was a little bit technical, so I thought, oh, this is cool. I've got little things to help me with temperature and it's um yeah, it made I maxed it out. It was I don't know, it's probably over 300 degrees. Uh, and being me, being me, look, I had two baskets loaded, you know, and all I can remember, there's a lot of it that's that, that's hard to try and judge what happened, but uh, the bottom sweeper used to get jammed a little bit. And, like, it was old, and I sort of pulled it apart, and I cleaned it up the best I could. And, you know, I do have this thing where I do keep my barbecues clean. I guess it's a habit you get into with hygiene, with bench tops and knives and you know i always wipe things down and look i probably should have shares in buddy barbecue wipes everything i do is with a barbecue wipe you know i don't actually (laughs) oven bake everything it's barbecue wipes and it's always reasonably clean mate and i just had i thought oh what's going on here and you know silly me at the time i didn't know that that you had to have the handle around the right way so you could walk it around and (laughs) i I, you know didn't really move mine it sat in in the spot of the house and um yeah so the obviously tried to thought, well, I better maybe back the heat down the bottom a little bit on the, the bottom sweeper. And I actually knelt down with it and next to it had my hand on the, on the handle. And uh, obviously that lead leg by this stage was sort of facing where I was. So it was in the wrong spot. <laughs> and um, yeah, I gave that sweeper a little nudge mate and sort of didn't budge. And I went, Oh geez. And then, yeah, obviously I kneeled down, gave it another little good yank again. And that's when the leg just, she just gave way and, the lid the, the, actually went down and the lid fell into my arm because it all happened that fast. I couldn't, mm. you know, my hand was on the handle. It's just something I didn't expect. I was on one knee next to it. I couldn't really just go, oh, like jump out of the way. It's, it was there. It happened. And I pushed it off me with my right hand. And the first thing I saw was the big burn on my right hand. I thought, oh, my God. And it, it was an instant. You know, it was probably 100 mil long and... <laughs> Ooh, like that wow yeah it was it was pretty bad and i saw that first then and i went oh god what the hell and i was just i didn't know what had happened because i luckily i had a brick wall behind it yeah and it fell back into the brick wall and then obviously the leg the wheel that was there it eventually toppled and it didn't spill the spill the the charcoal everywhere it just went down on the deck because the legs come out from underneath it and by this stage i my partner had heard it and uh, she'd come down and said, what the, what's going on? And I was sort of getting up by that stage going, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, what the hell happened then? And she's like, oh, my God, look at your arm. And, yeah, it was. It didn't look very nice. That's you know, Like I said, I sent you some photos this morning just so you had a bit of a gauge as to what it actually sort of looked a bit like in the beginning. And to me, it didn't look that bad. And, um, yeah, me being camp. Oh, I should be right. Just leave me alone. I'm all good. And, you know, I'll go, I'll be fine. And Tamara's the paramedic to be. So I said, you're the paramedic. You can tell me what's wrong with it. You can fix it. We don't need to go to hospital. She'll be right. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what they call shock. (laughs) I think so, mate. Yeah, it was, it was, look, she, we, we did the water trick, uh, for quite some time and, Let's just say I think it burnt that hard and that deep at first that I didn't nearly know to the extent. And I was more worried about the palm, this the big one, 
I had yeah. across here. I mean, when I straighten my hand out, you can see a white line. You probably can't see it on yours. But, mate, that's worse. And I just automatically went, oh, my God, that's what I need to worry about. And uh, I just, yeah, it's it was a lot of shock. It all happened at once. And then we, we went to the closest hospital and they pretty much took photos and they had me in the shower for about probably about a, oh, at least 45 minutes. And I'm trying to still at this stage going, what's wrong? Like, I don't think it's that bad. And they, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, I guess, mate, I don't try and make a scene out of things that I don't, you know, I really didn't think it was, it was what it was. And that, that was the part that took me a while to get over it. But yeah, the rest is history. That's pretty much how it happened. And, you know, I've, I've recently sent you some photos of, of the leg. You can see, you know, it, I've been fantastically involved with, with Weber because I said, look, it's, it may be it's something you might need to create some awareness about, like this probably can happen. Um, and yeah, obviously the metal clip on the leg, it's the two metals react. It's been sitting for so long, so mm. many years. You know, I cleaned it up. It was all good. And obviously, you know, being that front leg, because that's the ash clip that I used to open and close to get the pan in and out of, maybe that also triggered a little bit more of a reaction or, you know, weakened that spot. And basically, that's that's what it is, mate. Yeah. So it's just a, it was a weak spot in the leg, and it was right where that ash pan that ring sits. So wow, it can't happen, wow. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Now I can see the burn sleeve on your right shoulder there, left shoulder. Yeah. That, so yeah, so you left, yeah. So you you were basically burnt from shoulder to wrist. Is that right? Uh, I had I had five uh, grafts in total. Like when this all. I uh, I came home from hospital that night because once again I didn't think it was too bad and they loaded me up with everything that they possibly could. But I <laughs> tell you me what, up, mate, send me home, coach. <laughs> and I I want to yeah I was determined to go to work the next day sort of thing you know. And oh wow. <laughs> yeah I uh, I woke up well I didn't say I woke up I managed to it's well the medication knocked me out for a while and then um, early that morning I was. I was basically climbing the wall. You really find your pain threshold sometimes. And I, I didn't know what was going on. It was basically my whole arm at that stage. I hadn't been to the burns unit at Royal Brisbane Hospital to actually find out the depth of it. But that later that afternoon, I said to my Tamara, I said, look, um, yeah, I give up. I think we better go. <laughs> i got to go and get this checked out. This is pretty bad. And by the time we got to the hospital, mate, I was in a wheelchair and... Not to be rude to the mothers, but yeah, I was basically like a mother giving birth. <laughs> I don't, I just, yeah, it was a terrifying, painful experience. And later that night, they wanted to operate on me if that possible. The surgeon saw me straight away and they couldn't quite get to operate on me straight away at that time that evening. They wanted to, it would have been an early morning surgery, but then the field had already been in surgery that day. So they called me back the following afternoon, lunchtime, and, um, Sorry, the next morning, yeah, we went home that night and come back the next morning and they said, look, we don't know what we're going to find because funny thing is I had a little, no, I shouldn't say little, an Irish surgeon um, and I always said, mate, you know, I thought it was quite funny. I'm trying to make a positive out of a negative and I wanted to take in Gil Hurley's for St. Patrick's Day because I've never, been, I've never had a beer with an Irishman on St. Pat's Day. So he he was a great guy and his mate his honest opinion was when he saw me he explained what was going on they gave me some pain relief and settled me down and he said look we're gonna have to operate tomorrow and he said see that part on your forearm 
and I had my son's name tattooed there. Uh, and it was, a, you know, it didn't look very good. He said, mate, if, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you, you order a chicken and you get it and it's not white and it's, you know, white's cooked. He said, well, you've cooked it. That's white. So that's what we as surgeons refer to as burns and cooked skin. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, it sounds pretty gross, man, but that's that's the way he put it down, straight down the line. He said, look, I can't tell you what we're going to get out of this or how much we're going to take. But, um, yeah, she's cooked, mate. So we, we'll... Uh, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. So, Gee, so so yeah. five five skin grafts was that second degree or third degree? No, it was well and truly five. Uh, sorry, degree well and truly third degree. Yeah, it was way over yeah. the charts. Yeah, and it was a deep partial thickness burn. I believe they classed it as full thickness. Uh, so not deep partial. It was it gone beyond that. So to the depth, it was right through you know, to the, to the center of my arm. And that's, that's the issue I have now with, with, with the nerves. So, wow. but yeah, there's five grass in total, Ben. It's, it's this sleeve, my being up here for the last few months, I finally had my awesome family that we stay with at Rangewood here in Townsville, uh, auntie and uncle Les and Gail. And she sewed, she, I used to have a strap as most people probably saw it came up over my shoulder and I had one that go around my chest. And as you can imagine, I've got to wear, I've worn this now for, 14, 14 months. Uh, I've got another year at least of, of wearing compression. So you can imagine it gets really annoying and really bloody hot. Uh, and, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's 20, <laughs> and it's 24 hours a day. It's, it's like a full-time job just trying to manage your recovery with, with things that get, you know, to this extent. So I had five, basically, sorry, as you were saying, yeah, I had five five graphs all up there's three one two three on my, my forearm and the, the two big ones are actually on my 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 inner forearm where they cut the most away so yeah so mate tell us a yeah. bit about that um about that recovery process what's that been like they're really hard it's it's probably one of the hardest things i would wish on anybody it's you know you guys and everyone that i've now become what i call my little associated family with the barbecue thing have been incredible with support you know over the time even with your with the COVID thing just the, the Friday nights we used to jump on and just to jump on and just speak to people like you need that because there's a lot of times you think how am I going to get through this because it's 24 hours a day you, you don't have you don't have a patch that you can go oh geez I feel all right like I'm starting to get them now and they're in very small doses but it's 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 very mentally very mentally hard, Ben. It, it's it's draining, you know. You, you don't sleep. You're on a lot of medications, and which I've managed to now wean myself away from because I wasn't very well there for a while, um, and you know, so much so long. So it does does really chip away at your body and 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 how you feel. And I was really fit. I put on 21 kilos during this process. Lost a lot after it happened. But put twenty one on, and not it's not because of the food that I eat. <laughs> but yeah, look overall, mate, it, it's it's a really hard thing to do. It, you've got to really find your inner strength and, and 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 push yourself to know that you can get through it. And it's the support network around you that also makes these things possible. I think then, yeah. Barbecue. It's all about family. And a huge part of the barbecue family is heat beads. 
In fact, they've been fueling Australian family barbecues for over 50 years. So there's a very good chance that your kids, you, your parents and your grandparents have all eaten delicious meals lovingly cooked over heat beads. One of their most popular lines is their hardwood lump charcoal. It's 100% natural, chemical free, and the lumps are large and consistently sized, giving you a reliable burn every time. It burns hot and is low ash, making it not only perfect for backyard cooks, but also commercial cooking units. So grab your favorite grill, your secret recipe, a bag of heat beads, and your nearest and dearest, and make some delicious lifelong memories. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. Alrighty, Cam, so we were just chatting briefly about the recovery process. Now, coming from a food background and then having this horrific accident involving a barbecue, one would think that the least thing, the last thing that you would want to do would be to reinvent yourself around barbecue, and yet that's exactly what you've done. Um, so could you start by telling us a bit about this new career that you built yourself with Cam's Q? Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of people comment that and say, if it was me, I'd probably never go near one again. But it, I guess it's what doesn't kill you makes you stronger in the end. And when you've got a passion about something it, and something I probably didn't realise as much that I'd had until I discovered the charcoal scene and went, wow, this is incredible. Then my accident happened. And then I went, you know what, I can, I can do this and I can make it better. I've got, you know, I had months of months to research to, obviously I didn't cook for quite some time. Uh, I didn't even go near the stove or a toaster, let alone a kettle sort of thing. But I, I just had a lot of research to do, Ben, and, I, and you know, I am also have a trade uh, scenario that I've been working in for most of my life because when I finished chefing, it wasn't the best job in the world, so I'd made moves and got back out on job sites and I'd always been on site and I'm handy with my tools and you know, I, I've have to make now a massive change with where I go, uh, you know, financially for my own work and, and well, like, what do I do now? So Cam's Q sort of started, I guess, as a, bit of a hobby it still is to me I don't look at it as a um, I don't really know what to think of it yet like it's it's something that I enjoy portraying what I do like I don't few people said oh you like an influencer and I said well I'm not really an influencer because I don't tell people what to do I don't do cooking shows I just like to sort of branch out and then and you know let people see what what's out there and what I can do and, and once again try and build that that friendship between butcher and person in public because you know I've got I know a lot of people that go into a butcher store and they, they get a little bit timid because they stand there and they watch and they wait and you know I walk in there and I yeah I could roll around in the cabinet like I love it <laughs> you know <laughs> I love butchers mate I love their shops it's 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 a great feeling to me to walk into one and and if I can you know bridge that bond between butchers and, and customers and and you know, rely, rely, relying on 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 Australian more so beef products, and you know, stay away from your coals and woolies, and and get the real products out there. You know, do what I'm doing. Go and go and introduce yourself to some farmers, or go for a drive, and and see what they've got to say and learn. Like it's it's 
you know, that's that's what I'm trying to, to sort of get across, Ben. Like I don't, you know, I've got a few stations that I'd really like to get in, in touch with this year coming. Now I'm getting a little bit better with my, my recovery. I do have another surgery in uh, next month in February. So that will really determine where I go with, with that and how long it sort of it takes and what what they actually do. Um, but yeah, look, I'm going to go rural and, and get out there and take some products and um, show people what it's like. That's that's basically what Camsky is all about, Ben. It's and see, you know, see if, see where it goes. I guess, mate. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a comp guy. I, I'm not in a team. Um, no one would probably want me anyway because <laughs> I probably talk too much. But I I, uh, I really enjoy food passion you know in the barbecue scene and and it's it's unbelievable mate so there's so many opportunities out there for people you know so yeah when we were talking off air you described yourself as a like a freelance sales rep can you tell us a bit about sort of what you do in that regard okay yeah well, it's it's um something new to me also with the interaction of my burns and the the, the whole butcher scene and and utilizing products where, you know, I, I never got into say rubs and, and condiments. I was sort of a, just knock my own together. I never really thought much of it. And, um, obviously a lot of people know, you know, I had my involvement with carnival candy store rubs, which is something new that, that, that had started and fantastic. And then I bulged into this big, well, holy truth. Like it's, there's so much more out there that people should discover and, with what I thought I could do is, you know, I do walk into a lot of butcher shops. It's probably the thing that I, I do the most wherever I travel to them, despite my partner going, oh, my God, with a face palm. <laughs> uh, Here I, we are I, at I another butcher shop. <laughs> yeah. I purposely stop and go, oh, I'll be back in a minute. I just want to go and have a look. And, yeah, that turns into <laughs> about an hour. <laughs> and, uh, look, yeah, a lot of them are quite bland then. So to, to have, you know, hand-blended products and, and whatever, into stores and then try and amalgamate those together and then the you know let the customer let the public see what's out there and if i can try and rep for a company as such or a business as such and help them because i do a lot of traveling so you know why not try and make make try and make something out of it i guess mate yeah that's pretty much what i'm sort of aiming at with my freelance rep work um with the freelance barbecue side of it i do have a little few connections with Murray Valley Pork and, you know, there's Australian Meat Group and a couple of others that I'm not, you know, Australian beef as a whole. Uh, as you know, I, I do a lot of things and a lot of beef products and stuff like that. So, you know, that's, I guess that's more brand ambassadoring, ambassadoring, I guess you call it. But, um, yeah, if I can spread it around the product, especially as well, it really gets people out there to see what, what what's available. So. Yeah. Now, speaking of um of what you're up to at the moment, I understand that you're doing some really uh, interesting work with Jackalope. Yes, mate. Yes. So new year, new start, twenty one. Um, I love Jackalope. Of <laughs> a lot of people do. It's it's actually very very popular, and uh, I'm look. I'm honoured to be able to work along with Todd Todd Hill as well. He's um, you know, look, we we've got to put a few things on the table and be honest about each other and. And it's spreading the word and, and getting it out there and, and, you know, seeing where it goes. So it's, you know, the, the products that, that are there, they've got to go somewhere and people need to see them. So, you know, I know that we've got Bundy 
our good mate Bundy's a jackalope boy and he's very good at it. So I'm not trying to steal his thunder. He, he's he's the man himself. But <laughs> look, look, Ben, if I walk into some stores and they want to talk about some products and I'm caught more than happy to mention Todd and Jackalope, that's for sure, because he's a great guy and the products are absolutely sensational, mate. So, yeah, looking forward to that and seeing where I can take it this year and where, where it can head too. So Yeah, yeah it should be great. He Definitely. he sent me a couple to have a bit of a play with, and I think my favourite one would would have been the um the the black brisket rub that he's got there. What's the name of that? I I, yeah. I, I can't remember the name. The rub. Yeah, yeah. The rub, the dark side. I mean, look, the I'm dark very side. experimental. That's it. That's, use, it. that's it. The dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dark side. I, I use them all. I, I use them all on everything. I don't really. I try and experiment with my food, and sometimes I'm like, "Whoa, that's a bit out of <laughs> off school." But it's uh, yeah. Look, mate, I I, I can see how brands as such dedicate certain flavors to a certain protein or product but for some reason i just go well you know what <laughs> don't cook create and just do whatever you want and have a go and see what it's like so um yeah the, the products are fantastic todd's a great bloke mate he's he's very very uh dedicated to to him, himself and his brand and uh he should be very proud of the blends he's got so yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah now there there is um another arm again to 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 what you're doing. It's uh Cam's Q's culinary bits. Did I say that right? Yes, it's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, I didn't really know what to call it because I wanted to incorporate the culinary side for normal people that you know. Not everyone barbecues. Let's face it. Um, no. I'm in the middle of that. I've I've got a bloody gas stove. I've, I've used it on step outside. I've used it at home. Uh, sorry, a hot burner. Um, so with the, when I, when I threw the culinary barbecue bits in there, I thought, well, look, they're grill pins. I'm an ambassador for the product grill pins from the USA. So Dan Crankson over there has been very, uh, you know, very forthcoming and welcoming me to, uh, be his Australian ambassador, which has been absolutely fantastic. I've had them for a couple of years myself. And I was really stuck for a name, Ben. So I just thought, well, it's Cam's Q. I've already got my name there. So why not? culinary barbecue bits and try and break it up a bit and throw some uh, underscores there to spread it out. Yeah, very nice. So yeah. how has um how has COVID affected your ability to import things? It hasn't been too bad because I've come in the latter side of it, which I've been thankful for. If I think if this had have started, you know, six months earlier. Because I had my first shipment arrive uh, just before Christmas, and I pretty much put my first order in. Uh, you know, it took three or four weeks to get over there. Uh, sorry, to get over from from there. So I think we're on the back end of it. No, we're not. Obviously, it's still around. I don't think that's never going to change. But I was on the the backside of the major issue with the with the exporting and the importing, etc. And um, that probably made the difference, I would say. You know, with it did take a while to get it here, longer than normal, which is which I can understand. They've got protocol they have to do, and also I'm in North Queensland, so it came from you know USA to uh, to Brisbane and then up to to Townsville. So had a bit of bit of a road trip ahead of it, and um, yeah, that that was. So it, it's this order is actually on its way. It's in Sydney now. So uh, I was told this morning from Dan and. Um, yeah, basically they're sold out too. So I've just put my next one in as well. I haven't even got them yet. So 
there's a lot of interest, Ben, with, with the grill pins and, uh, you know, it's great to have so many people on board too, so... Well, they're certainly Fantastic. a lot classier than uh, th- than toothpicks. Just sticking a toothpick through a jalapeno. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can use a rivet. So I've seen lately. You just go to Bunnings oh, and get yeah, an alloy yeah, one. But it's yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Pre- I do like that one. I'll pay Rodney for that. So good on you, Ribney. I like that one, buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> certainly looks different, though, mate. I don't know how to go in a restaurant or a private caterer, but hey, it's it's, it's barbecue. Let's be different. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So as, as part of your whole, uh, you know, uh, project rebuilding cam or, you know, however you want to describe your journey, you've ended up as a bit of a regular on a TV show. How did that come about? Yeah, that, that was a very, very big surprise. Much like this is too, I might add. It's, um, after my accident, I've sort of had a bit of a, a friendship, I guess you'd call it, through the, the media, social media side of things. You know, I've worked on charter boats in my previous years and we've obviously crossed paths somewhere in the fishing and adventure side of it. And, uh, yeah, my, my friendship with Paul Burt, Channel 7 weatherman, as most know him, and he's based there on the Gold Coast where you are. Um, it's, it's sort of ticked off where, mate, he was one of the first ones that called me the day I got home from surgery and actually the day after the day after surgery and, and yeah, he, he sort of had my phone number for a while and we'd sort of been messaging cause he, he used to say, look, I really enjoy seeing what you do. And right then it was very basic. It wasn't very, you know, I don't look at it. I still don't look at it being fancy. It's, I'm just passionate. So to me, it's, you know, I'm all, I'm on my own worst critic. I think what people think look good, I'm not very happy with. And you, you know what it's like. Everyone has that sort of demon, but with Bertie mate, um, he was one of the first guys that, that contacted me out of his own, that and uh you know he was in his personal time taking his kids to school I think it was that day and I was really overwhelmed with that support and he said look I'd love to when you back up and running again I'd love to get you on the show we can get a couple of different things that happen and you know do some basic barbecue segments and look once again I'm not there to show people how to do it I'm just there to try and say look this is what you can do you know have a bit of a play around um so that's basically where that come into effect, Ben. Yeah. So I've had a couple of episodes last year. Oh, actually, we filmed them all last year. Um, I am back in season three. So March, the new season starts. We'll step outside, and I'll be back Woo-hoo. again, and we'll see what we can do. We've got, we've got a few different things lined up, so it will be quite interesting this this time. And uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for for tuning in, and I appreciate your support. Yeah, but that's it's exciting, Ben. It's a little bit overwhelming, but you know, it's exciting. Maybe I should step back and. Pat myself on the back. Well, that's a big hornet. <laughs> Hang Ooh, on. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Yeah. It, it looked that's like the, the size of bait. like a it, it looked like the size of a minor bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the bush. That's what it's like on a cattle farm. And we're only we're only just west of Townsville. Wait till you get out west and you can see what the flies are like. But yeah, look, Ben, really <laughs> exciting, mate. And <laughs> really exciting and it's it's it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to this year. I'm getting better and, and I can't wait to, to see what I can do and what, you know, what everyone can put out there this, this year, mate, being 21. So. You're listening to the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd, Ben Arnott. Alrighty, Cam, we're going to jump into section three here. And just before we do that, we've got a little comment that I want to add here to the screen. Um, my wife has just commented down there, welcome to Australia, you might accidentally get killed. Um, she's obviously referring to that 
to that giant hornet there. Um, and that's actually a line from a, a Scared Little Weird Guy song, I think it was, or it might have been Tripod. <laughs> yeah. They they yeah, redid yeah. the uh, the Australian Tourism Board uh, commercial uh, as, <laughs> yeah. as, as one of their comedy skits. She's absolutely right, mate. We've got drop bears and we've got everything else. It bites and stinks. So just welcome to Australia and come on down. Was it? What yeah. are you bloody waiting for? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What the bloody hell are you waiting for? I think that's what it was. What are you bloody hell are you waiting for? Yeah. We don't all talk like that, apparently. <laughs> no, 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 no. A lot of us are much worse. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Too just right. a quick note to those of you watching, um, we are going to start running those questions soon. So if you want to start popping them into the comment section, um, as I just demonstrated with my lovely wife, Bree's comment there, we can bounce them up on the screen and we can put them to cam um, once we get a couple of them banked up there. So just start popping those comments, um, those questions for cam into the comment section of the video there on Facebook and we'll get into that. But before we get to the questions, Cam, this Part of the show is where we like to do our little bit of a lesson for the viewers, for the listeners. Um, so what is it that you'd like to share with them today? That's a good one, Ben. It's, I think you've got to be one of the only thing I can really portray, I guess, to people is just be yourself and, and experiment with what there is to offer. Um, you know, a lot of people hold social media holds a very big, a very big, broadcast I've you know outlook on on people and ex expectations and you know unfortunately that's the way we're getting um be yourself um you know just be yourself and and experiment and and enjoy life there's things can happen when you certainly don't expect it and unfortunately you know they, they can change your life so sometimes for the best and for me I'm still trying to work that out but I think in general, uh, Ben, my, my best advice really is, is just be true to yourself and, and yeah, enjoy what there is to offer around you, what you've got. Yeah, that's some good advice there, man, for sure. So It's pretty basic. <laughs> yeah. So when you're talking about, the, about those different social media profiles and all that sort of stuff, how can, how can people best represent themselves, I guess? So, I mean, because we're foodies, we all tend to sort of take photos of our food. How do you... How do you sort of represent yourself in the in the social media world where we're mostly photographing or videoing food? That's a really good question because I, I don't really know how to answer that one. I do keep things very basic. Yes, I do have lights now, but that's that's as far as it goes with I guess keep it to myself is, is or portray myself across is it is how it is. Um, you know, I do think I have a hashtag I use sometimes, no filter needed, which, you know, mate, I've got an Oppo Renault phone. I don't have a fancy phone and that's what I use. I, I, I don't have, I don't have it. My partner's got a DLSR. I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> I, um, I don't have a GoPro. Like the, you can make things look good and uh, just by being, it is what it is, mate. So sorry about that. You, can you hear the howling? I can hear a little puppy there. <laughs> this is my new addition. Oh. Oh, it was a little red, little red cattle little dog red, puppy, is it? Little red cattle dog, mate. Yeah, just picked her, picked him up today. So he's sitting oh, in so the back cute. of the ute and he's, he's just woken up. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, look. <laughs> Time for a bit of a feed so and a C run around there. <laughs> yeah, that's CJ. <laughs> well, pleased to meet so, you, CJ. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> sorry, mate. Off you go. Oh, so uh, so start out with, with whatever you got is, uh, is the message behind what you're saying there. 
I, I think so, Ben. Just yeah, it, it's it's. I've never really thought about what you asked me. So, and to be successful or to be good, that's that's probably another thing. I, I guess, might help the situation as well. I, I started off with what I had, and you know, it's look look at where I've got now. And I, I've got my five Webers, and I've got an offset, and yeah, I've got a GA and all. I've got a Cobb, but that's it. I don't don't have any more and I'm happy with what I've got, you know, and I, I think that's the main thing, I guess I'm trying to put across there. If that, if that, if that makes sense, it's um, yeah, definitely, definitely just utilize what you have. Yeah. Nice. Now, did you just say that you have a cob? Yes, we have a cob and my parents have had that since it was brand new and I wouldn't know where to start with what age it would be. It's got all the attachments on it. I don't use it as much as I should. I did used to use it a lot back, you know, before my accident and et cetera. Um, so I might dig it out when I get back because I am looking at trying to do some more, get some more interesting content going without saying too much. I've got a few things happening. And, um, yeah, mate, it is the cob. Yeah, one of the first ones. It's an, it's an absolute ripper. It, is that one of the ones where you sort of like, uh, pour the kerosene into a small container underneath it and light that and then sit it on top and then a big shroud over the top? Uh, this doesn't have... It actually uses briquettes. So you oh, can okay. use charcoal brick. Yeah, charcoal briquettes. Very similar to what you would do with a GA or, you know, a, a Smoky Joe, something small. Um, and, yeah, it's got a little moat around the outside where you can put back in the cob book. You can use stocks beer, flavourings, cordials. You know, I've done some roast porks in there and used just straight pineapple cordial in the, on the outside and, and the flavour that goes through the meats and the way it cooks, mate, is just something incredible. And you can pick it up and carry it around on your bench top. Like, if they don't get hot, they're just they're an amazing little unit. But um, once again, it's something you, you put a bit of time into you, and if you fine-tune, you can basically do whatever you want with it. It's a magic little cooker. I'm gonna have to look into more of that. Yeah, I I must be confusing my yeah. my kerosene idea with that uh, moat around the outside that you're talking about. Yeah, I, look, you probably could. No, oh, I don't actually know. I don't think you can with these because they've got a actual rack, and now you can buy a cobblestone, which is basically like a briquette that's round, uh, and it's got little grids in it, and all you do is light the top and sit it in the little spot, uh, keep it open, and when that's ashed over, you get two and a half hours out of it and it probably takes 20 minutes, half an hour for that to ash over. It's called a cobblestone. So yeah, it's, it's a totally different little, little thing. And it's, you know, the heat is what you get. You, you basically control your heat with your top vent. Um, but yeah, it's a magic little cooker. Nice mate. Nice, nice. And you said yeah, that it different. doesn't, um, it, it doesn't get hot on the bottom to damage the table underneath. No, no, I've sit it on, you when we used to go camping when I was younger, when you know we'd get down into the into the very low temperatures for Queensland, we'd put it in, light it up, and put it inside, use it as a heater. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. With yeah, with, can, with adequate ventilation, of course. Oh, of course, yes, Ben. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yeah, locked I, up in a swag. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I um I did a a steak video there a few months ago and I took my GA out and I put it on my on my table with my nice black tablecloth over the top, set the G up on there, got it nice and hot, shot the video, did it all, was, was packing it all up, pulled the black tablecloth off and underneath 
the tabletop had all gone all bubbly underneath the uh, <laughs> underneath <laughs> where the uh, GA was. So uh, I'm always interested yeah. to hear what um, what different cookers people are using that aren't going to damage the tabletops. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, de- definitely. Look, if I if I guess I can talk to you off air about, it, but I can let, learn your mind for a while, mate, and have a play with it. It's it's really cool. So definitely something different. Sounds good, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Look, so that's probably a good point for us to, uh, to to start wrapping the show up. So, mate, I'm going to throw it over to you now. Give some uh, give some shout outs, some thanks to people who've helped you out along the way, and um, sure. tell everybody where they can track you down on social media. Okay, sure. So, look, um, I would love to thank personally from the depths of my heart that actually really got me through this, and that's Shaz, Shaz and Grant from Heat Beads, mate. Um, they sent me a care package and I was on the couch one day and I was not in a very good shape. I had bandaged legs and everything else and a truck turned up on my driveway and I really didn't know what was going on. And of course, the first question was, what have you bought now? <laughs> so <laughs> I said nothing, of course, because I you know, didn't have any money to buy anything with. <laughs> um, you know, Financially, it's been a very hard road too. There's been a lot of factors. It's been not been easy, Ben, through this whole recovery and still a long way to go. But Shaz and Grant, you know, I think I've gone past the fact of, of it's been a, a kind gesture uh, of, of their offering to send me a charcoal surprise package and, and help me out in that respect because that's what bounced me back into barbecue, Ben. I'll be honest in saying it, that they're the most, they're probably the 100% reason why I bounced back because it gave me something to strive for and I had so much product to use, I thought, well, I better get my finger out and have a crack and start doing something here. I just can't just, you know, let it sit. So definitely heat beads to Shaz. Shaz is fantastic. Um, you know, great to be part of the family. I do talk to Boomer a lot. I network with him. Well, not a lot, but I do network with him. Rusty's been, you know, a great strength to me. Uh, I used to annoy him a lot about stupid questions about this, especially when I got my <laughs> offset. You know, I, I ran it for two days, Ben, with nothing in it just so I could learn how the fire works. <laughs> Ran it for two days straight. I just sat there and I ran it. You know, it's that's what I do. I'd like to try and perfect the best I can within my ability. And Rusty's been fantastic. Rodney, you know, I've got a massive network of people that I I, I can thank. The list could go on. Even yourself, mate. I'm, I'm watching your shows. It's a credit to you as well what you do. And everyone around Australia and the world should be really, you know, really thankful of what you do, Ben. It brings us all together a lot, you know, mate. So credit to you as well. Um, but that's, that's about it, Ben. I've, I've, yeah, I could go on for hours, mate. You know, it's, everyone's chipped in and it, it means a lot. It's, it's put me back to a place I didn't think I'd be in. And as for the future of Cam's Cube, we'll see where we go. Um, you know, I'm on obviously social media quite a lot. <laughs> don't you bite, don't chew that. Um, <laughs> you nearly lost me there. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously on social media quite a lot and, uh, I like to share my videos of what I do and the products that I use. So yeah, Cam's Q, Cam, oh, sorry, Cam, uh, Cam Housey, Cam's Q is my Instagram, Facebook. And now obviously there's Cam's Q culinary barbecue bits, which has dedicated to my Australian ambassadorship and sales of, of the grill pins. Uh, and just quietly there, I've, I've actually got uh, a, a guy on board with me called Glenn Dumbrell from Cha Cha, who's a, been a massive support network to me as well. And uh, he's got been the first supplier and first uh, first stockers. Of the, oh, wow, of that's the, awesome. Yeah, very first display unit of grill pins in Australia. So he's the very first store. And he's he's been with me on this for, since October. 
um, sensational guy. And I do have a couple more stores up my sleeve. I could probably say the Q Club's next. I was talking to Lucy about that yesterday. So very nice. Got a couple of stockers in, yeah, got a couple of stockers in Victoria, and that's probably about it. I'd like to feature a store in each state if possible, and you know, try and keep it exclusive to, to certain stores that that, that warrants it. That the, you know, I don't really want to smother it in every shop. I don't think that's the right way of doing things. But um, that's yeah, that's about it, mate. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to say thank you very much for your time. Thank you for coming on the show. I, I grew up on a farm, so I know the work never stops. So thank you for uh, for taking some time out to, to come join me on the show. And I know that you've got a little, and, and I know that you've got a little puppy right there that's just busting for a play. So I'm going to say thanks very much. Thanks for coming on board. And I will uh, talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, Ben. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And thanks everyone around for your support. And uh, look, yeah, let's just share the love and go hard on barbecue and, and, and food and let's just let's just enjoy it. And there you have it, family. That was Cam House from Cam's Q, uh, Cam's Q Culinary Barbecue Bits and so much more. How is that for one hell of a story? That is super inspiring and I think it's just absolutely amazing that after having um, such a horrific barbecue accident, that he's rebuilding his life around barbecue. That's just, it's just phenomenal. Um, absolutely fantastic stuff. So before I let you go, just a quick reminder, huge thanks to our podcast partner for today's episode, Heat Beads. Um, if you want some beautiful charcoal, check out their hardwood lump. It's my personal favorite. Um, if you're at the start of your barbecue journey, head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com, pick up your ebook, The Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue. Jump onto Facebook. Join us on the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community on Facebook. Um, if you're watching this video in replay, if you're in that group, you can join us for the live recording and you can participate as you've seen with the comments and whatnot. That's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, a subscribe and hit that little notification bell. If you're watching on Facebook, give us a like and a comment and a share. If you're watching on Instagram TV, it's the love hearts and the follows. And if you're on a podcasting app, particularly Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review because that really helps Apple push us up the charts and send us out to more people. Um, oh, and of course, one last thing, Patreon. We've got a new um, account over there at Patreon. So if you'd like to support the show and you'd like to see the full uncut versions of these episodes, head on over there. It's five bucks a month and it, it helps us out and it's a platform that's going to let us put out more than an hour long uh, chunk of content, which is very nice as well. Um, so that's about all the time that we do have for today. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. Mm-hmm.